Yes, it is the power of prayer. I'm Dave Savage. I am the uh, programming and uh, production manager here at The Quest. And uh, this is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Um, we also have back in the studio this morning, uh, Christine uh, Falucco and Jeannie Dennis are back from uh, the previous hour. And also, but we have a new guest this morning, Alex uh, Shattuck. Uh, good morning, Alex. How are you this morning? I'm great. Happy to be here. Oh, we are so glad to have you as well. Uh, we're going to get to know you in just a little bit here, but first, we want to kick off each hour with uh, prayer, and we've got some uh, uh, some kids on the line here mm-hmm. from St. Pius X High School. Uh, good morning, St. Pius X. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, um, so you're all set to go with a prayer for this hour? We are. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so this is a prayer written by uh, St. Pius X. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, let your passion be my strength to sustain, guard, and protect me. Let your wounds be my food and drink to nourish, fill, and invigorate me. Let the shedding of your blood cleanse me of all my sins. Let your death obtain eternal life for me, and your cross lead me to everlasting glory. Let these constitute for me refreshment and joy, health and the brightness of heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Is there uh, one one student we're going to talk to this morning? Yes, uh, freshman Catherine Lane. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So you're a freshman. Uh, what are some of your favorite subjects in school? Um, I really like biology, and I like um, uh, Catholicism. Great. Great. What parish do you belong to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, I belong to Christ the King. Oh, okay, great, great, great. And um, I know this is, you know, you're a freshman, and, and I'm not exactly sure what I want to do when I grow up, if I grow up. But do you have any idea what you might like to do when you graduate? Uh, I'd like to go into psychology. Awesome. Awesome. Well, great. Well, hey, thank you very much for uh, for talking with us this morning, and thank you for participating in our Power of Prayer Pledge Drive. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for asking questions. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. I love the kids when they pray like that. <laughs> That's great. This is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Uh, you can call in with your pledge or donation uh, at 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com, uh, or you can download the Quest Atlanta app. And you can donate right from your phone, right on the app there. Um, and real quick, I just wanted to mention, ladies, I don't know if you got a chance to get a, a, a Chick-fil-A biscuit this morning, mm-hmm. but that was that was very nice. Uh, we've got them over in the next room there, and we want to thank Chick-fil-A on Alpharetta Highway and Holcomb Bridge Road for providing breakfast each morning for our mm-hmm. pledge drive. Wow. Very generous of them. Uh, and, and we also want to thank Lolito's Mexican Grill in Swanee uh, for providing lunch on Thursday of our pledge drive. So... That's awesome that they're participating like that. Christine? Oh, great, great start to the hour. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Dave. Yeah, we've got a big hour planned. I'm Christine Falucco. I'm joined with my co-host, Jeannie Dennis. And Good our morning. hour for this guest is Alex Shuttuck. Welcome, Alex. 
we had a big first hour. We had a matching that was met. We had a number of calls that were that came in. We were able to give away a book, Let, Let Nothing Disturb You, Teresa of Avila. And we are planning for a big hour. Uh, we are so grateful for the prayers and the financial support that's been pouring in. And we just ask that you will continue to help the quest, help take the quest to the next level for this pledge drive. Uh, Jeannie, do you want to talk a little bit about... Uh, our guest, Alex. Yes, Alex. I do want to say one thing before I start uh, a little bit. My business would often take me over to the um, Sandy Springs area of St. Jude, and uh, I took advantage of that, and I would stop at St. Jude, and I would uh, go in to say hello to Jesus, and very often, so many times, I would stop at their book uh, stand, book rack, that they had there in the narthex, and um, a number of times I would see Alex, you know, stocking the books. And um, I took advantage of that and would get some of the books from time to time. Um, I would pass them out to, to many friends. And so um, when when I knew that we were going to be doing this fun drive, I saw Alex on Zoom. And I said, that's the lady that stocks the books. And they were always so good. So well thought out, I'm, sur- I'm sure, girded in prayer, Alex, to what you chose to put out there for people. And I remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they were um, seasonal, liturgical, seasonally sometimes out there that I thought, man, whoever is doing this is really giving this a lot of well thought, um, uh, you know, consideration of of what is offered here. So thank you. Thank you for that, Alex. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure, a pleasure getting to know you. Um, you are a St. Jude parishioner coming to Atlanta in 97, and you have a grown son who, by the way, we are, I've been praying for his, uh, uh, to have your first grandchild, been praying for them. You are involved with the um, St. Jude in many ways, and you are a master Catechist for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. You've led many Bible studies at St. Jude, and you are a um, their head sacristan. Um, and you also, uh, Alex, served in Afghanistan. So there's so many different things and such power, powerful story of God's movement in your life that I'm excited to hear again. And I know our listeners are excited. And Lord, we ask that you open their hearts. And Alex, tell us a little bit about um, your your journey to Atlanta. Well, my journey to Atlanta, like a lot of people's journeys, was a little convoluted. I came from a Sunday Catholic family. And um, because it was just a Sunday Catholic family, we weren't very involved. Um, like so many people, I lapsed away from the faith in my teen years. Came back about a decade later at the birth of my son. I remember looking down into his tiny little face and thinking, wow, I have this little soul to care for, and I'm not sure I'm caring for my own soul. I Mm. needed to know Christ, and I needed to know my faith, and fell back on something from my childhood, which was the rosary. And Mary did what she always does. She brought me back to Jesus. She brought me back to the Mass, and she brought me back to thinking about my faith in a much more serious way. Um, That led me down lots of different paths, but in 1997, it did end up bringing me to Atlanta um, and uh, been in Atlanta ever since. But I know thinking back on that time where I was investigating my faith and trying to understand all the things I learned as a child, 
there wasn't a lot of stuff out there in the 90s. <laughs> and so I mm-hmm. just wish I'd had something like The Quest, something where I could find good speakers and good resources, because uh, that was back in the time of cassette tapes, and there weren't too many <laughs> of those either. So books and cassette tapes is kind of what I fed on for a couple of years. Mm, wonderful. Welcome, Alex. We're so glad to have you here. And good news, we've got a matching fund for this hour. We have a $1,000 matching fund. So awesome. this is going to just be a shout-out to all parishioners at St. Jude's, <laughs> which is both Alex's and mine um, parish. And so we just invite you. We've already got $1,000 on the books. Please uh, join and, uh, and match that fund. And, Alex, can you just talk to us a little bit about – you've talked about the rosary – um, and how that's led you and how it played such a role in your ear, your early uh, years. Can you continue on with that journey a little bit and, you know, tell us about how that expanded? Sure, yeah. My journey um, ended up moving into an area of homeschooling, uh, you know, because of my husband's job. Um, we were traveling a lot. And so through being able to leave the workforce and homeschool for a while, I was able to have more study uh, time. And But it was slow going, like I said. And that led me into adoration. So we, our little church there um, in New Mexico opened a small adoration chapel. It actually had been a closet before then. So it was a very small adoration chapel. But being able to go and spend a little time with the Lord just really helped to move that along. When it came to Atlanta in 97, it was a really dark and difficult time for me in my life. And I found St. Jude the Apostle Church. And I don't know if you remember seeing it, but solid rock, mm-hmm. all of it made out of solid river rock and that huge 16-foot crucifix. I needed that so badly. I needed a rock to hold on to. And that parish just embraced me. And the archdiocese had so many options for learning that that really, really was very helpful. And so it was during that time, you know, that I had my first experience of clearly hearing from the Lord. You know, we're 10 years into my journey back, but I finally had a, had a time where I was clearly able to, to let go and listen to the Lord. And that's so important. There are so many times where we do hear people say, oh, I heard from the Lord, or or the Holy Spirit nudged me, and then others are like, how can you hear from the Lord? How is that even possible? But it is true. The more we grow in our faith, um, the more we open our hearts really to him, we do. We hear those messages, whether it is directly, it's through others, uh, it's through the messages that can come through the Quest Atlanta Catholic radio station. You just never know where those messages will come from and the power that they can they can play so we just ask you to help us uh continue the quest and all the wonderful shows that are being brought to you by calling 470-508-1160 or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com and alex um can you tell us too what you were talking about you know joining saint jude's you were spending a lot of time there in prayer and where where were you going after after this time with St. Jude's? Well, I mean, I had that first experience where um, the Lord really came into my life. I was fighting to control the situation that I was in, this very difficult situation. And I remember going to the church and just putting my head down and thinking, I am so tired. And I think we've all been there at times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so de- tired. And it was the first time in my life that I actually remember saying to the Lord, I I can't do this. I let go. 
you have to tell me what to do. And it was the first time I, after thousands of times of saying the Our Father, that I actually said and meant, thy will be done. And I remember that I felt this hand on my shoulder so real that I looked up and there was nobody there. And then this voice inside me that just said, let it go. Just let it go. And I said, okay. And a few weeks later, all the issues that I was dealing with were resolved. Not always in the way that I was hoping they would be, but mm-hmm. they were resolved and I was able to move on. And then that allowed me to, to be freed of that weight. I began investigating different ministries and trying different things and kept asking the Lord what he wanted me to do. And, and I was taking Bible studies and everything. And that was when someone reached out to me and said, would you like to try teaching a Bible study? And that's where I found my real call, was just somebody in the parish Mm. saying, would you try this? And I stepped out in faith, and I tried it. And here, all these years later, I'm still teaching. Invitation. They say that in our communities and our parishes, ask, ask people to get involved and to do something. And there is a perfect example of that, Alex. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And And the saying, yes. Yes, yes. You said yes. And that, that's why so many of us are, are so committed to our Blessed Mother because of the yes, and she taught us really mm-hmm. to do that. Um, wonderful. We want to keep this, this conversation going. Looks like the phone lines have been ringing, Dave. They absolutely have been, uh, which is fantastic. Um, uh, I'll just mention a couple of these. Uh, uh, Kelly uh, from Berkeley Lake uh, has donated and and made a little notation that alex is a rock star so <laughs> awesome huh uh also uh steven from atlanta and uh, melissa from from knoxville tennessee awesome obviously listening on the quest app or possibly the quest which both of those places you can also make a donation or a pledge and then also um uh jane uh from delanica mm-hmm. has called in as well so we appreciate all of those and uh, let me just jump, as long as I've got the mic here, let me, I just want to jump in here as you were talking about how people uh, don't, you know, it's like, well, did, how, how did you hear this? How, do, you know, how did God speak to you and everything? And I think an important part of prayer is also silence. You know, you can pray, you can pray the Our Father, I'm, uh, that's all good stuff, you know, and pray for people and everything, but to just sit there and listen stillness I, I, I that's a very important part of prayer as well uh just as important as any of the other yes, things that yes, you say because yes. otherwise uh you can hear it but it, it, it you got to cut the noise down before you can really hear absolutely. the hear the message yeah, absolutely you're open you're receptive to it exactly yeah. exactly i love that uh my little uh niece who is seven now she uh, taught me that at school through her through her Sunday school, she has learned there's three ways to talk with the Lord. One, pray. Mm-hmm. Two, praise him. And three, listen. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's so simple. But Say that again, Christine. There's three ways that we can talk to our Lord. We can pray to him. We can praise him. And we can listen to him. Mm-hmm. Good order. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple for from a kid, but it, it's seven years old. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's like what we can learn from children. Mm-hmm. At a, and uh, Alex, you've been telling us about your journey, and you started to say yes to teaching at uh, to teaching Bible studies, 
and you were growing closer to the Lord and you were starting to say, you know, thy will be done, um, where did that all take you? Well, it certainly took me deeper and deeper into uh, this relationship with the Lord. Um, but, uh, you know, like so many people, my relationship was a lot of, of asking and a lot of, you know, asking for direction. Um, I had to learn to be silent and to learn to listen. And um, at one point, you know, uh, as we mentioned a minute ago, the Lord kind of took me out of everything. He kind of took me out of the game for a while. So I went into the military when I was 17, and I was both in active duty and the reserves, and I was mobilized after 9-11 down to Fort McPherson, and uh, at that point didn't go overseas. But they were closing uh, Fort McPherson in 2012, and so we are now, you know, many years later into my journey, and I needed to have a job because my job was going away. And I kept receiving this message from the Lord quietly, just wait, wait. And I was very much at peace with that until August, August of uh, 2012. They were closing in in September. And that's when I went to the Lord and I said, I really need a job. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and all these possibilities were popping up, but nothing for sure. And so I, I made one of those um, prayers that's kind of scary to make sometimes. And I said, okay, Lord, you need to open a door because I'm very frightened right now. I don't have a job. I need You need to open a door. And I promise you, if you open the door, I will go through it. But then I put a caveat on it. I said, <laughs> but I want to stay in Atlanta, please. Um, well, as often with God, he answered the prayer, but not in the way I expected the next so day, not 24 hours later, I got the phone call. Would I please go to Afghanistan into the war zone for a year? And this happened in the afternoon. And I said, when do you need my answer? And they said, tomorrow. So I finished my work and I drove over to the church. And I once again just looked at the Lord there on the crucifix. And I said to him, you have got to be kidding this is the door that you opened for me? I mean, this is not what I expected. I did notice that that Afghanistan does begin with an A. Not Atlanta, <laughs> oh, but it does begin with an A. That's true. That's true. Like I said, he was going places I wasn't expecting. <laughs> again, um, praying is risky. <laughs> praying yeah. is risky yeah. sometimes. Um, and, the, you know, again, it taught me, that just as it did all those years before, that sometimes his answer is a little different than you think. So, um Once again, I felt a complete peace from him that, yes, this is where I want you to go. And so I said, okay, I got a lot of things I got to straighten out before I can do this. You need to help me. And once again, everything fell into place. And um, December 2012, I went overseas to Afghanistan for a year, which is a real crossroads for me because, again, I needed a job when I got back. This was a temporary solution. Um, So I took it as a desert time, you know pun intended. Um, Mm -hmm. I went into the desert and we were working 12 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, you were eating and sleeping and praying and eating and sleeping and working and praying. And so I took a journal and I said, okay, Lord, you need to tell me what you want from me from now on. Um, Dozens of people praying here at home. and, uh, Mm. And it was a really, really fruitful time for me. He plucked you out. You know, we talked about that, Alex, where sometimes God in the risk of praying, he removed you. He took you away to really be his own for that year. You know, even though you were girded in prayer the whole time, you know, prior to that, after that, he took you away and just, I'm sure you probably still see many benefits from that year alone with God. 
Oh, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, that's all these precious. years later, and that's what, almost 10 years later, I'm still discerning kind of what he was up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, some things were obvious right away, but, and I think the most obvious one was, you know, everything I owned for that year fit into a wall locker. I was stripped down to, to bear, yeah. you know, nothing that I really had and thought that was so important was with me other than, you know, my faith and, and, and uh, the people that I loved that were praying for me. Um, he was and feeding you. He was feeding you. He was definitely feeding me. Um, and That will happen. The Lord will take us into the desert. In your case, uh, Alex, it was literally into the desert. I can relate to having gone into a desert when my health went south. And I'm very used to being an active person and on the go, doing a lot of things. And as I refer to it as I was completely benched, there really wasn't a lot that I could do other than get up, go to work. I was having to drop out of all of my activities and uh, just really spend time with him. And I think it's the only way he could probably get me to go deeper in a relationship with him. Um, it's hard to understand when you're going through it, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that when you said, thy will be done, when, when we start to let go and let God, mm. then it starts to change for us. So we realize that, again, there could be a lot of people that are listening that are needing prayers. Uh, it could be even our own military, uh, and it could be just people who are struggling right now with health issues. So we do. We invite you to call in to the Quest, 470-508-1160. Please let us know your prayers. We do have guardians in the chapel praying. We will gladly take those prayers for you. And we ask that you will um, also consider a financial donation to um, to the Quest. Again, it's 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Yeah, and if... It- if if you're enjoying this pledge drive or if you enjoy the programming that we have on a daily basis here on the quest uh the the only way we exist is by people sending in money other if, if the if the money isn't there this radio station doesn't exist and i i know for me personally i mean there's a lot of good that i get you know i, I might just be taking a 10 minute car ride somewhere and I listen for 10 but mm-hmm. there's like a little message right there in that 10 minutes and it's like oh wow cool you know like I, I didn't even think about that or whatever you know but there's so many things that 10 minutes can change someone's life absolutely yeah yeah it can change someone's life absolutely so I, and I just want to mention that um for $1500 uh that that if you made a $1500 donation that would fund one day of programming here at the quest uh, now four hundred and seventy-five dollars will fund two weeks of station rent. So uh, and and you know it's a very modest building here, but it it does cost money, obviously. And uh, a one hundred dollar donation uh, that will fund a day of power for the AM signal just to keep the transmitter on the air. Remember, I was saying that's uh, like thirty-six thousand dollars a year just to have the transmitter on that doesn't count any of the you know tools or anything we have in the radio station that's just the transmitter so we have some hard costs and if you enjoy the programming here uh, we do need your support that's wonderful day how are we doing on our pledge drive we are doing great the the uh the people in the call center are are really uh uh yeah let's check in here and see how we're doing um 
So, yeah. Oh, wow. So I already mentioned uh, this one. So uh, we got an anonymous call uh, from Atlanta. We also got uh, Carol from Jacksonville, Florida has donated. So that's awesome. Um, and then uh, we got uh, uh, somebody from Sandy Springs as well. So uh, we're, we're getting a lot of great calls in here and uh, some great donations. Let's uh, leave the call center now. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so we're all set here. So before we uh, talk with Alex a little bit about her time in the desert. We're going to have to take a break. I, I hate to interrupt, but we don't have to do it this minute. But you want to just talk about what we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. Sure. We're going to talk about two things. One, a book. Uh, Jeannie had mentioned that Alex is um, very into books. She was selecting the books for the for St. Jude's Parish, and she gave us a great recommendation for a book. So we've got five books that will be giveaways uh, after the break for donors, and then we want to talk with Alex about being in the desert. Awesome. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through The Power of Prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. There have been scared or hurting moms and dads who had an appointment for an abortion but changed their minds at the last minute. Their minds were changed because of 40 Days for Life, a peaceful legal prayer vigil that reminds couples of the hope they can find in God's love. You can sign up for one or more hours at the next vigil, March 2nd through April 10th at 40daysforlife.com Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Hello, I'm Marissa Pereira from St. Jude's Parish in Atlanta. You've discovered Atlanta's newest listener-supported Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, Atlanta. Journey with us at www.thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Abby Johnson used to manage the largest Planned Parenthood facility in the United States. One day, she was asked to fill in while a physician performed an ultrasound-guided abortion. She was shocked to see the baby moving away from the doctor's surgical instruments. After seeing this, Abby realized telling mothers that their baby was just a blob of tissue was a lie. This was a living human being trying not to get torn apart in their mother's womb. Seeing the reality of abortion changed Abby and she was never the same. The truth not only motivated her to leave Planned Parenthood, but to also become an activist in the pro-life movement. Abby started the ministry, and then there were none, to help abortion workers like herself leave the industry with financial and emotional support. Be like Abby. 
and boldly share the truth about abortion. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. If you're a young adult, how about we journey through Lent together? The Emmaus Night Speaker Series, hosted by Abide Young Adult Ministry, is happening each Thursday through Lent. For more information, go to the Quest Community Calendar at thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. You are amazing and wonderful and enough. I think oftentimes we fall into comparison traps and we think I'm not good enough or I'm not like this person. Sally has her kids in dance or Sarah's kids are on honor roll, whatever. Like the Lord knows that you are who's best for your children, right? And your main goal as a mom is to get your kids to heaven. It doesn't really matter. Like when you get to heaven, St. Peter's not like, hey, did you play five seasons of soccer? No. Oh, you had a bad mom. (laughs) Or were you on the honor roll? Oh, your mom didn't try hard enough with those flashcards. No, your job as a mom is to love your children help them to know love and serve our lord and get them to heaven and the best mom you could be is accepting who you are be the best you you can be you can't be cameron frat you would be a horrible cameron frat i can't be my friend julia who's amazing and wonderful i need to be me so be you be yourself and uh, get your kids to heaven for more homegrown wisdom visit thequestatlanta.com The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Paul Williams, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God. We thank you for the blessing of Father Paul Williams, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments. Help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass he celebrates. Strengthen him so he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we in the Archdiocese of Atlanta, support Father Williams by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Paul Williams. Enable him to be an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160, The Quest. Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. And I'm Dave Savage, the programming and production manager here at AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. And in the studio this hour, we have uh, Christine Falucco and Jeannie Dennis, and our guest is uh, Alex uh, Shattuck. I, 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 some people pronounce her name, and every time I say it, I pause because I want to, is, is it Shattuck or, you know? <laughs> but it's it is not an easy name, yeah. yes. <laughs> but anyway, no, um, and I, I just wanted to mention this, and I, I found this interesting, that uh, a 20, 2017 Nielsen study uh, said that 92% of American adults, and that includes millennials and Gen Xers, 
listen to the radio each week. Now, that was five years ago, so maybe that number's decreased a little bit, but still a majority of adults are listening. And then when the Catholic radio listeners were surveyed, they said that 94% were more spiritually engaged and inspired after listening mm. to Catholic radio. Mm. Uh, 83% reported that they learned a great deal about their Catholic faith. And I, I'm going to put myself in that group, too, because it, there, there are things that I learn from listening to this radio station and the programming. So uh, it is a very worthwhile cause. And it, it we like I said before, we 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 need your donations and your pledges uh, just to stay on the air. So if you're enjoying the programming, if you ever have, uh, please consider uh, calling 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com. Christine? Yes, and uh, we've been talking with Alex Shattuck. We've been hearing a little bit about how prayer has prayed, played a role in her life how um, her prayer, uh, Lord, please just open up the, a door and I will follow through, took her uh, to Afghanistan. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, we also want to talk about uh, Alex and, and her wonderful knowledge of books mm-hmm. and how that has led us to a book uh, that we, that we want to offer up to, to donors. Yeah, I've been the recipient of that, like I said, at the top of the hour of her incredible selections. It's just amazing. But um, we have four books this hour to, um, is that right, Christine? We have four books um, to the first four um, donors of $100 or more. And what we've chosen, what Alex has suggested for us, which looks so good, is This Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And um, I can't wait to dive into this, but that is our book of the hour this hour. Yes, yeah, so please, please call in uh, a donation of a hundred dollars or more. We'll um, get you this book, The Present Paradise. Alex, is there anything you wanted to share about this particular book? Well, this book was actually recommended to me by a member of my prayer group, and we we ended up doing it together. And it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal book. It's very down to earth. Um, it's written by Claire Dwyer. And it's a spiritual journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, who was a very modern saint and uh, just a tremendous little book. And each chapter has questions at the end to reflect on. Um, But Claire is such a good writer, and she really makes St. Elizabeth come alive. And St. Elizabeth's main message was that holiness is not just for the clergy, it's for all of us. And so she shows us, uh, through Claire Dwyer's beautiful writing, how to live that every day. And so those of you who pick up this book, um, I'll just tell you my favorite scene is the one that involves Cheerios. (laughs) I'll leave that for you to find out what I mean. (laughs) I'm going to be quickly reading this book now. Regular or honey nut? (laughs) I think they were regular. (laughs) Awesome. Very good. So Alex, um, you obviously are very knowledgeable about books, about uh, the Bible, you've been teaching Bible study, but this has been a journey for you to get to this place. And part of this journey involved your going to Afghanistan. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, well, as we've said a couple of times, the Lord kind of yanked me out of everything for a full year. And um, being in Afghanistan, again, stripped down to the basics, I really had a time to think about what was really important. One of the things that I did is I took a one-decade rosary and I clipped it on a carabiner to my uniform. Uniforms, you know, have an over jacket 
so I could I could keep it hidden. But every time that the bomb sirens went off, every time that the alarms went off and we went out into our bunkers, I would pull off my rosary and I would begin to do rosary. And that I did a lot of rosaries during that time, but um, always felt like a sense of peace when I was doing that. Always felt like, you know, Mary was watching over me. And then there was also a time when we were, for a couple of days, we were, we were all to stay inside because there was something going on out you know, and they wanted to make sure all, we were all safe, that they could find this person that they thought was hiding on the base. And I remember at that time, I turned to Psalm 91, which is called the Soldier's Psalm. And that's the psalm many of us might remember. You know, it says, You shall not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that roams in the darkness. You know, he will rescue you from the fowler's snare. And unfortunately, I didn't know it by heart, but I was I had my Bible and I was able in, in my small, tiny room to read that over and over again and just just remember the Lord's prayers. You need simply watch, you know, because you, the, you have the Lord for your refuge. And so he constantly was having me turn back to him again and again and again. And um, so I was discerning that whole time, you know, what do you have me here for? And why am I, why am I here? And like I said, years later, I'm still reaping the benefits of that time. Um, I was associated with a, a group here that was making twine rosaries, and they were mailing them out to me hundreds at a time in boxes. And I would take those over to our tent that we used as a chapel, and I would put them out, and they would all disappear because the guys and the girls could wear them around their necks because they didn't make any noise, they didn't have any metal, they could put them in their pockets. Mm. And so those rosaries really blessed a lot of people while we were over there. So once again, the chain of Mary, mm. you know, kept me close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I have heard uh, many a military share, they prayed the rosary while uh, spe specifically called to a specific location for duty and how they attribute Mary's uh, protection of them for coming mm. back, uh, making it home. And how many pictures have we seen of bombings or um, churches that have been hit and Mary is still standing in the midst of the, mm -hmm. of the rubble, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And the Quest, it's one of the prayers that the Quest offers to its listeners. You can tune in nightly, 9.30 p.m. to pray the rosary. It's just another community that you can join in with the Quest uh, we do. We want to thank our military for all they're doing. Alex, thank you for your service. And we also invite uh, the military, if you have been, if you have benefited from the quest, uh, if the quest has helped you, uh, any military or service people that are listening, please uh, call in and donate at 470-508-1160. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've, boy, time is just flying right by here. Uh, we're still getting in more uh, more people making donations. We got uh, Lori has called in. Uh, also, uh, Paul. I had to lean over there to to see, but uh, Pauline from uh, from Gainesville. So excellent. We thank you all for that. Um, and four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty is the number. You can do it from our website, thequestatlanta.com, and then the Quest Atlanta app. You can if you don't have that on your phone already. I mean. <laughs> Definitely get it, but the, you'll see the little dollar sign on there. Just click it, and and uh, you know we we can take your donations there. We we do need your donations to stay on the air. Mm. Alex, you were spending a lot of time in prayer when you were in Afghanistan. Where where did you come out uh, with your prayer after after getting ready or getting ready to leave Afghanistan? 
Well, you know, when you're, when you're taken out of the game for a while, so to speak, um, things change in your life. And one of the biggest things that did change was my prayer. You know, I think I had been praying safely. You know, I was asking God for things. I was thanking him. I was, I was praying, but I think I was hiding part of myself. And it, it, that time in Afghanistan really let me open up, um, especially that first prayer of, you know, you've got to be kidding. You know, you're sending me where? Um, <laughs> after that, I got, I got used to praying just, just straight from my heart. You know, sometimes I was not happy with God and I let him know that, you know. Sometimes I was frightened. Sometimes I was mm-hmm. I was feeling consolations and I and other times I was confused, but I didn't hide that from him anymore. I mean you can't really hide anything from yeah. God, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I was open with him and I was willing to, to put that on the table with him. And it really has changed my life and changed my prayer you know, during that time. Alex, when you said that it triggered you felt you were more open to that. What do you think that difference was? Because so so many times we hold on to things that are rooted really, really in us, and we're not ready to let that go. What do you think that was? Were you is it because he had you separated and in a place of where he was feeding you and took you out that led you to that point of surrender? I guess that's really what I'm trying to say. Well, I think surrender. Yeah, that's a good point. I think when any of us go into the desert, whether it's because of health issues or, in my case, actually going to the desert, or maybe it's just a really difficult time in life, um, we feel like you know, there's not much we can hold on to except God. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he had he had taken me out um, and and placed me in a place where I realized how much I truly was not independent, you know, how much I truly yeah. needed him. And in any relationship, when you reach that point, you start really being honest and open. You know, you're not worried about what the other person perhaps thinks about mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You just are willing to be totally vulnerable. And that was one of the things that that it led me to be able to do is to be vulnerable in prayer and just, just lay it out there and mm-hmm. not worry, you know, is God still going to love me and all that kind of stuff. He was loving me in the middle of a really ugly place and situation. So, and, and I wasn't a a lovely person at that time in many ways. Mm-hmm. So I, I had trust and confidence in him that mm-hmm. came from being in that place. It's yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Alex. That's wonderful. Yeah, we want to um, talk about then you came out of this desert and then you were coming back to Atlanta mm-hmm. and you were really come back, coming back a transformed woman, really, uh, especially in your heart. It sounds like the Lord had really changed your heart and I... Uh, you had t- shared with Jeannie and I when we were talking about getting ready for this that, you know, you were really interested to know, like, okay, what what is it, Lord, that you want me to do now when I return? Yes, I basically, I, I got the message from him, you know, quietly in my heart. You know, he just wanted me to give him everything. He wanted me to take all the things I'd learned all those years in the military and the corporate world and put it at his feet. And so when I came back, I only looked for work in the Christian era area, the Catholic area of of work. And so um, after coming back, I was the director of the pregnancy aid clinic here in Atlanta, a beautiful organization. I was did that for three years. And then after that um, was when I began working at St. Jude as the uh, adult education coordinator and was able to use all of my skills in in logistics and planning and, and in teaching. 
Um, and then, of course, my Bible studies continued, and I continued teaching, and that's when I decided to go ahead and become a master catechist, which involves a lot of learning and, and growing and continues to involve learning and growing because we have to, we have to renew that every few years. Um, but that was a big responsibility because, you know, it says in James chapter 3 that teachers shall be judged with greater strictness. You know, we have to be careful. And so the Lord led me to say, yeah, this is where I want you to be. And mm-hmm. so I accepted that responsibility and have tried to share the gift of truth in love with all of those who've, who've attended my, my Zoom during <laughs> COVID <laughs> times, my Zoom classes, and the classes in person. So if you have been a student of Alex's, if you have had the, um, the great pleasure of taking one of Alex's classes, we invite you to call in uh, and to donate to the Quest at 470-508-1160. We love having Alex on um, because of her, her expertise in Scripture, matter, Master Catechesis. That is not easy to achieve uh, but that's also just a point here that I want to make, and that is the quest takes very serious those shows that it airs. We want to make sure that the teachings are really reflective of the Catholic Church. We know from our listeners that they value hearing from those that are credible and experts in their field. And um, they also love it that it's a local Catholic radio station. And here we have one of our own local um, scripture teachers here with us. But We've also heard that um, our listeners love to be encouraged and lift up, and that's, that is what prayer can do for you always. Absolutely, yeah. I know prayer is so important. I begin each of my uh, Bible studies normally with the Holy Spirit prayer. I pass out copies of it because, again, asking the Holy Spirit to be with us during that time, not only to direct our discussions, but also to open our hearts that we might hear God. And each of us are going to hear Him differently, even in the same room, studying the same uh, scriptures or this or the or listening to to a talk. We're all going to hear what we need to hear if we're open to it, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, that we'd be open to the Lord. Um, Alex, can you read us that Holy Spirit prayer? Certainly. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord, amen. 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 Beautiful, beautiful. It is, and this is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive, the Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Uh, You can call in your pledge or donation at 470-508-1160 or do it on our website, thequestatlanta.com, or get that app on your phone. You can do it right from the app as well. Uh, And I wanted to mention, too, that... um, uh, we had a donation here uh, in honor of Alex uh, from Martha, so we are very thankful for that. And also, uh, uh, Caroline in Brookhaven has also uh, donated as well. Um, I, I got to get a different setup here because I <laughs> my eyesight doesn't go as far to the computer screen there. But uh, uh, they're just, she just saying uh, Caroline's just saying great job. Uh, listening in so we appreciate that we appreciate all the support and this radio station is 100 percent listener 
donated, uh, supported. I mean, so it, it requires donations just to keep us on the air. So if you are enjoying, if you ever have enjoyed the programming here on the Quest, uh, we do need your uh, donations and support. Christine? Yes. And uh, one of the programs that we've been bringing to our listeners is around Scripture. Uh, if anyone has had the pleasure of listening to the Book of Esther, which was released about a year and a half ago, it was Carrie Allen, Linda Scharnhorst. Uh, they did a wonderful job. It was available as a download on the app, the Quest Atlanta app, or it's even available if you go on to thequestatlanta.com. You can listen to the Book of Esther there. Uh, we've had a number of listeners who have had the opportunity to listen to the Book of Esther with a group of friends um, on their own, with husbands and wives, as families. And it's really came like right at a time as we were going into the pandemic. And so the good news is we have another uh, Bible study coming out from Carrie and Linda. It's going to be the book of Ephesians. And hopefully that will be coming this summer, but you will be uh, receiving messages on it and it'll be Mm -hmm. posted on the website. Would you like to hear a a little clip from the book of Esther? Yes. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we check that out right now? Esther and Mordecai were created to make a difference and help God's children survive. As Mordecai said to Esther, You were created for such a time as this. Esther loved God, and she desired to do his will, even if it cost her her life. As Romans 8.28 says, He causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You and I and all of our listeners have been created to make a difference. It's not by chance that you're here at this exact time in history. Just as Esther was created for such a time as this, so too are we. That realization in and of itself is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. You may be called to make a difference in a small way, or you may be called to make a difference in a great way. But either way, you have an assignment from God. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree, Carrie. Um, So, uh, Carrie, that is comforting and, and scary news kind of all at the same time about this assignment. Right. How can we look at this notion of assignment in a way that helps us get through the anxious feelings or concerns and really get to action well, on our assignment? Okay. I think a great place to start is with the question, first of all, do you know what your assignment is? Do you mm. know what your assignment from God is? And if you're not sure, ask him and he will let you know. If you truly want to do his will, he will reveal it to you. So true. So true. That's from the book of Esther. Uh, and you can listen to that on thequestatlanta.com. Yeah. Uh, if you have uh, had the pleasure of listening and you would like to have more books, including um, Book of Ephesians that's coming out, but if you would like to continue to have more of those books, please consider donating at 470-508-1160. You were created for such a time as this. Those were the words that we heard mm-hmm. Carrie Allen read from Scripture. And it's prayer that's going to help you understand you know, what your role is in these times. It's going to help you understand what your assignment is. And Alex, I think that's what you found out in the desert is what your assignment was. 
Absolutely. Um, and the other thing that she said so beautifully is, you know, it's it's not by chance. You know, we, we are each, God has a plan for each one of us, and we're each born at a certain time. And we might look around and go, wow, this is a real mess, this world that I'm born into. But God had a plan for you to be here now. And I think I discovered that through going into that desert um, in Afghanistan and realizing that, you know, there were people's lives that I touched that I may not never know about, but yet by being over there and saying, mm. yes, I touched their lives. I helped in the ways that I could in, you know, the logistics of, of helping the guys have the weapons systems and the vehicles that they needed and helping people, you know, do their jobs and do it well. It's not by chance. And that's really important to know. We are here, and this is the life that God's given us, so we need to we need to act on it. You know, Alex, think about what you left there, and you left all those rosaries. And to this day, you never know who's still carrying those with them. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thought, isn't it? It is. It that's is. True. We are just about out of time here uh, with you ladies. Uh, it's It's been a pleasure having you, Christine Falucco and Jeannie Dennis, and, and also Alex uh, Shaddock. Should, Shut up. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. But anyway, uh, thank you all for being here. Is there anything uh, just in the last minute or so here, anything that uh, was left unsaid that needs to be said or anything we didn't get to? Uh, I'd encourage everybody to, like we said earlier, Dave, the 10 minutes, you know, can can change someone's mm-hmm. life that you're in your car. You know, it did for me years ago before there was Catholic radio in Atlanta. Um, when I would listen to just Christian radio, it it evangelized to me in so many ways mm-hmm. that um, that will change your life. So, um, yeah, consider and, and I just consider say donating. Yeah, too with that, you know, a word of encouragement too, Jeannie. What you're mm-hmm. saying. I mean, some of these things we have talked about, people can be like, "Ooh, I don't want to pray because it took Alex to the desert." Or, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to pray because it means this. And and yes, there are really tough times, and we're in a to- time of Lent mm-hmm. right now. This is a time mm-hmm. of being in the desert. Yeah. But the beauty is, on the other side of that, is joy and hope. I mean, I, I I can speak to it. I I was literally out of commission for about a year and a half, two two years, and um, the Lord has led me to a wonderful job, um, back into wonderful ministry, and He He will do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, He's always unexpected. So expect the unexpected, mm-hmm. but do it with trust and love, and He will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, real quick, just want to mention that uh, in this hour, in the 9 o'clock hour, which we're spilling over into the 10 o'clock hour now, but uh, we want to thank Stephanie from Marietta for calling in, and also uh, Johanna from uh, Marietta as well, and uh, Linda from Sandy Springs. Thank you all very much, and thank you, ladies, once again mm. for being here for our Power of Prayer Pledge Drive. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It's been yes. wonderful, Dave. Uh-huh. Take care now, and we will be back in just a few. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is The Power of Prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know some of our many volunteers. Now, the Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. 
We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses are covered by donations from people like you. As you listen to The Quest, you may not realize the kind of expenses and the amount of work that goes into just keeping this radio station on the air. A majority of that work comes from volunteers. These volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith. I'm Nick, and I'm a volunteer here at The Quest. My name is Adam Keller. I'm Jack Tyson. This is Paula Krizaniak. I'm Julie Liker, and I'm the Accounts Payable Volunteer here at The Quest. What is it I do here? Well, I guess I've become known as kind of the pledge drive guy, one of the people who is a key player during pledge drive season. I am a graphic designer by trait, and I volunteer at the Quest and offer my skills and services as a graphic designer. I am on the PEP team as a volunteer, parish and event planning. I'm the team leader for the PEP team, a group of volunteers that provide two-way communication with the parishes. We want to know what's going on in the parishes so we can help promote it through the Quest. And we also want the parishes to know what's going on with the Quest so that if there are new listeners out there that haven't been engaged yet, they'll learn what's going on and be as inspired as we are. What I do at the Quest mainly is outreach. And that's sending birthday cards to the priests in the archdiocese. I also do voice acting and voice spots for the quest. Giving congratulatory cards to the RCIA candidates, welcoming them into the Catholic Church, helping out with the pledge drive. Oh, another thing that I do during the pledge drive, I enter all of the donations we get to keep them on a spreadsheet so it can keep people aware of where we're standing in our goals for each hour, for each each day for the whole pledge drive. So that's something that has to be kept up on a um, hour-to-hour basis or minute-to-minute basis. Whatever way that I can help out, I'm always happy to. And that's not all of them. There are many more priests and parishioners from all over the Archdiocese of Atlanta who volunteer their time, too. We are thankful for each and every one of them. But of all the hundreds, if not thousands of places they could volunteer, why do they donate their valuable time at the Quest? The team that we have here is just so wonderful, and they're so kind-hearted. And Well, it's a great group of people to work with. It's a beautiful place to come together to evangelize, and I think that's the main thing that's in my heart. There is something really special and holy about volunteering here. Everything we do is Christ-centered, and everything is covered in prayer. Why the quest? I wanted to do something that had as its core Catholicism, a spiritual element to it, anything and everything related to the church, you know, Jesus Christ as its core, all those things pointed towards, at the, at the time I really didn't understand it or didn't connect the dots, but all those things sort of pointed to the quest. I love it here. Everyone here is just truly genuine and I gravitate toward that. It's an awesome experience. We have a chapel here at the studio. It is Our Lady of Fatima Chapel. Mass is celebrated every week in our chapel. The Blessed Sacrament is exposed during the week and we have Eucharistic guardians who come to pray in our chapel. Every day at 3 p.m., we gather in the chapel to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together. Uh, It's nice to come in here and and know that there's kind of a safe haven where you can be Catholic and you can talk about things and no one's going to twist your words around and no one's going to be what society is right now. You don't keep coming back to a place for, almost for me anyway, for at least 18 months or so if there's not a common good, if there's not solid people, and there's not a camaraderie that exists to help promote what it is we're all here to do. 
So let me ask then, if volunteering time at the Quest is so worthwhile, what if I'm a person who finds I have an extra $20 left over at the end of each month? Why is the Quest a good place to donate? What is your soul worth? Is your soul worth $20 a month? <laughs> I don't know why you would. When you do have that excess, after having taken care of all of your other responsibilities that God tells us to, it's good to give back. We are called by our baptism to spread the good word. If that $20 can help spread the word in that way. It's a good message. It makes you feel good to be a Catholic, to be able to donate to somebody who you know that they will put out a good message for the church and the teachings. If you give up your coffee or your Netflix for Lent and you've got 15 extra dollars here or 20 extra dollars there, answering your baptismal call through that virtue of generosity can just help pass on the faith. Knowing what it takes pull this all together and be on the air, it's a $20 donation well spent. So for $20 for a month, that's pretty inexpensive. <laughs> for your soul, if it helps your soul, it's helped mine. Well, thank you all for sharing your thoughts and stories for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the 